everyone. Welcome to another episode of the State Champs Swing Away podcast. I'm Jenna Rose, joined by Total Softball's Johnny Dreyer, local softball expert, and Brian Chittister, the director of operations for College Bound Jocks. Unfortunately, I'm not in the studio today to see these two beautiful faces, but I can still see you guys here via Zoom. And I heard you're able to go this weekend to see some tournaments. How was that? Yeah, it was great. It was a little windy on Sunday. Uh, but uh, turf fields, we got a little rain on Saturday, but we were able to get everything in and uh, got to see some great teams and got to see some great, uh, great individual, individual play out there. If we got a second, let's uh, let's talk about it for uh, for a minute or two. Um, some of the teams that really impressed me out there, and there, w- there was a lot of high level teams out there, but Heartland on Saturday, they went three and zero, and they Brian, they're one of the more complete teams in the in the state of Michigan. They've got Kelsey Zampa, they got Bree Roberson, they got Rachel Everett. I thought Et- Everett pitched great uh, when she wasn't throwing. They bring in Kylie Swerkos, and she did a great job. Uh, right now they got Zampa at short, Roberson at third, and they, they dominate on that side and they dominate offensively. So Heartland really looked good. I don't know if you had a chance yeah. to see them at yeah, all. No, I did. I watched them uh, play uh, D- Dakota, I believe it was. So yep. uh, And they, they did great. I mean, I was really impressed with uh, Robeson. I mean, she just really has stepped up her game. She's always been a good athlete, but she just looked fantastic. And uh, Zampa always is looking good, always hustling. And I, I like the idea. They um, Zampa's normally an outfielder. That they brought her into shortstop and put Robeson at third, and it's really short up that infield, and they looked really good. Yeah, that's uh, and it kind of reminds me of Clarkston when they had their three-headed monster with, with Zampa, Everett, and Robeson. That, that's the... Uh, they they look really strong. Uh, Jackson Northwest, I thought was very impressive. They were they went two and one on the on the day against great competition. Um, South Lion uh, got a, finally got a chance to see Ava Bradshaw throw um, a fair amount, and uh, she's going to be really good. I mean, she still you know still needs to command the strike zone a little bit better, and um, you know I know she's working on change of speeds. I'd like to see a little bit more off speed, especially against the great hitters. Um, but she's she's going to be fantastic. I mean, she really really stands out to me. Yeah, it's unfortunate the one uh, game that she wasn't pitching. I wasn't as the game I actually got to see. So she was playing third base uh, when I was there. So I didn't get to see her. But uh, you're right, Northwest uh, looked really really good out there. Yeah, they're. They're going, to, they're going to compete against anyone. Uh, Mercy, uh, very impressed with the, the way that they swing the bat. Of course, Maggie Murphy's just been on fire. I think she's got seven home runs now, you know, hitting over 500. Grace Nito is having a fantastic year. Another kid that's on our watch list. Grace is hitting about 570. But what's really cool about her is, you know, she hits from the left side. But man, she can steal bases. So she's once she gets on base, it's you know she's on second, she's on third, and, and somebody's knocking her in. So uh, Mercy looked impressive too. It was nice to see Escanaba come down, yeah, and in uh, play. And they've got some they've got some good players there. They, I thought they competed well. And then talking about these dynamic duels, uh, Dakota's got Bumbleo and Nectarline. And um, Sunday, Nectarline actually beat a very good how hitting team. Beat them. Beat him yeah. two to one, yeah. and then uh, uh, on Sunday, got to see South Lion East, and Alyssa Holo has been just she's been on fire, uh, but now we're starting to see Lauren Saborski. It's great to see Lauren. She's a senior that's uh, going to Northwestern. She's on her watch list. Uh, Lauren's now got six home runs and hitting about five sixty-five. So another dynamic tool you have Holo and uh, and and not only Holo and Saborski, they got some other good hitters too. It's just a question of you know how far will their pitching take them. Right, right. I talked to Dan Vitale, the Dakota coach, uh, on Sunday night because uh, I wasn't able to be at the tournaments on Sunday, and he said Nectarline, she didn't quite have her stuff on Saturday, but she brought 
throughout the whole thing on Sunday, and he said she yeah. looked just fantastic uh, against Howell. So. Yeah, it, uh, I, I would have loved to have seen the, the Nectar line Avery Wolverton. Oh, yeah, matchup. That would be match I'm, sure, up, I'm sure it's coming. Well, yeah, and, you know, they, they play three games in a row, so you can't pitch somebody every every time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, you, you could easily see those two teams uh, running into each other as we get further on into the end of the season it'll be a knockdown drag out brawl that's for sure yeah and then i just just speaking of how i thought wolverton was fantastic i mentioned on the on on the show that we had um avery by the way is now into the top 10 she moved into the top 10 and poor rachel everett she didn't do anything wrong i thought she pitched great um but um you couldn't keep wolverton off the list and one of the things that really impressed me was her shutting out Allen Park, who I think is one of the best hitting teams in the in the state of Michigan, uh, the fact that she shut them out—that's what we call a big game performance against high level competition—and those score a lot of points in our our competition. And uh, um, you know, Allen Park's loaded. Of course, they got Maddie Ramey, the the player that's going to be going to Michigan, but they're they're loaded up and down their lineup. Yeah, with the, good the Hool sticks. sisters. I mean, everybody's there. Uh, Sizemore's uh, doing really good. She's been hitting the ball really well. And she's been throwing really well on the mound. So yeah, no, they, they've, they've got a great team. Yeah, no, so so a lot of good softball, Jenna. It was really it was it was fun this weekend. Other than that wind on Sunday, I was it was fun. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like it, and it's exciting that you know you're going to see some changes as the season carries on because it's still pretty early. So we'll touch on some more shoutouts moving forward in the show with our top ten list and our watch list. We'll also touch on some lesser known kids from the west side of the state that are starting to gain recognition. So right now on the State Champs Michigan Swing Away podcast, we're presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity level sports, including softball at Lawrence Tech. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Swing Away is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials. Go to MHSAA.com. Great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game. Support the kids and give back and get paid. Help wanted, just whistle. Go to MHSAA.com slash officials. The pros at the Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changers segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan social media channels. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers and the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards. The state's elite athletes will be honored with a red carpet gala on Monday, June 14th at the incredible DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees have been announced. For more information, head over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Moving forward, you know, before we headed on to the podcast, you were just talking about um, some of the lesser known kids from the west side of the state. So when it comes to that, how do you know which kids need to gain attraction? Is that from submissions or are you seeing stuff on social media or physical? going out that way Donnie well it's 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 multiple one it uh, is maybe some of the kids that uh, that we've seen play uh, a lot of it I got to tell you is uh, Brian Chittister is very familiar he does a lot of the the videos for the the kids on the on the west side of the state and then we do have we do have some people um, that share that know the west side of the state we ask them to, to send us recommendations of kids that 
uh, deserve to be talked about. And so, you know, as always, we'll take it from anyone. We'll take it from coaches. We'll take it from parents. We'll take it from advocates that are in the communities that can help us out. And so we've been getting it from multiple sources. I actually got a uh, call last week from one of our players on the West Side that, you know, said she had uh, tuned into the podcast, loved it, and what do I need to do to get some information to you guys? So so it's definitely getting out there. A podcast and all the information is getting out to people. Yeah. Brian, one of the biggest ones that we hear a lot about um, is Kendra Vanderlick. If you want to talk a little bit about her, I know you know her yeah. really well. Yeah, she is just a phenomenal player. Was on my watch list right from the beginning. Uh, you know, Kendra uh, plays at Otsego. Uh Right now, I just got some information in that uh, in the last what was it four games, she's had seven home runs, two doubles, three triples, and twenty-one RBIs. So she is just you know kicking butt and taking names uh, and she's also uh, in college I'm not sure she's going to pitch much but in high school she's been on the mound and she said uh, uh, let's see 21 strikeouts in the last 11 innings of work so she's yeah. really uh, uh, you know making a name for herself and doing great over there on the west side yeah, I think Joe at Toledo is going to absolutely love getting her. I, I actually sent Joe a text this morning and said, <laughs> I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, but you really need to. I can't wait to see her in your lineup next year. So it, Yeah. Uh, another kid that um, you know we've known about, but uh, sounds like she's really, really taken off, is Kennedy Cole from Wayland. Yep. Uh, she's a catcher, 2022, so she's a junior, and she's committed to Eric Oakley out at, uh, at Kent State. But... Um, you know, I heard she had uh, she had three home runs in one game. Yep. And I don't care who you're facing; that's not that's not uh, difficult to do. But um, uh, that, that's impressive. Yeah, it's not the first time she's done that either. I mean, uh, this girl can really swing the bat. That's how I I talked to Eric Oakley about her after our second video with her, and just said, "Look, he told me he was looking for a catcher." I said, "I love this kid. She's just a great person, and uh, she can swing the bat. She's got a, just a beautiful swing. Technique looks really great." And uh, I like the way she moves behind the plate, too. I mean, you know, the way she sets up and uh, her framing is really, really good. So I'm, I'm sure they're going to like her down at Kent State. Yeah, you know, and she's not imposing at the plate when you look at her. And she would tell me, you know, I, I hit a ball 240. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm not sure it was 240. <laughs> And then I saw her hit one 240. <laughs> you know, you're right. I mean, she's not a, a big monster kind of kid, but she's definitely got a great swing, and obviously that puts a lot to it. So Yeah, and like a lot of kids on this list, uh, just, a, just a great person, a great mm -hmm. teammate. And um, when she's done with her higher high school at, uh, at Wayland, uh, Eric's going to like her at Kent State. Yeah, he really is. Um, here's a name that uh, that was brought to my attention, and, and really Brian and I were not really familiar with this. This is Sierra Alaska from Byron Center. She has already thrown four no-hitters, and here's what really jumped off the page at me. She threw a no-hitter against Anchor Bay. Whew. And Anchor Bay, you know, similar to Heartland, I mean, um, not Heartland, similar to Allen Park, yeah. they've got a loaded lineup. And, um, you know, my sources are telling me that uh, she's not committed yet. She's a 2022, um, but a lot of D1 colleges are looking at her. And I mean, if she's got already four no-hitters, that would be a good reason to we, look at her. We, we need to get her on our watch list. We need to get her on the CBJ list. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll get that kid a lot of looks if she's out there doing those kind of numbers. Yeah, no, that's, uh, uh, that's awesome. And, and, again, Jenna, that was one of the situations where we just have an advocate out on the west side of the state. <clears throat> um, and uh, not anyone that was uh, you know, tied to Byron Center, but said, hey, we've seen this kid. She's awesome. You guys need to 
give her a shout out. So she's now on our watch list. Brian, any other ones that you've got uh, that you want to chat about? Well, um, we've had a lot of a, a little shout out to um, Red Pastor from Oak Ridge High School, the coach out there. Um, he's been bringing me up to speed on some of these kids. And uh, Brooklyn Galdine is a 2023 pitcher out there, and she's six and zero right now for these guys. Uh, he's got a 1.45 ERA. And uh, she is the real deal. I, I just recently uh, worked with her, and uh, I really liked her a lot. So uh, she's really been tearing it up for uh, for Oak Ridge out there. Yeah, and then another name that was given to me is Ellie. I hope I'm get close on the last name. Hornhorse from St. Joe's. She is a senior catcher. She's going to be playing for Brad Cook at Aquinas. Uh-huh. Uh, but she is uh, she's tearing it up as as well. She's already got 20 RBI, six home runs. Uh, she's hitting over 550, and she hit three home runs uh, in one game against uh, against Portage Northern, yeah. which again was uh, impro- uh, impressive. Yeah. So uh, I have not heard that name before, but those are certainly impressive numbers. Yeah, Portage Northern is usually a good program too, so that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, if Brad likes her, I'm sure she's a yeah. good player. She's uh, sounds like she'll be doing. Uh, not only catching a lot in high school, but she'll be doing it uh, at the next level as well. Other coaches out there on the west side or even the northern uh, area, because you know Oak Ridge is up there by Muskegon, and uh, they've uh, they've got a lot of great players up that way. Yeah. How about uh, Macy Ireland, the pitcher committed to Kent State from uh, Owasso? She is a she's a junior, and um, she's done great. She's almost struck out a hundred in, uh, in about fifty innings, and she also hits it well too. She's hitting. Over 580. She's another player that I really want to see this year because I know Eric. I've talked to Eric Oakley and uh, and he's you know they, I've heard nothing but great things about her. So I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, she works with um, a pitching instructor. Most everybody in this area knows is Pat Brower, and Pat is really high on Macy. You know, prior to this year, she really sought ta- self taught herself literally through YouTube, and you know she's got the the D1 physique. Um, and she is, you know, where she was at six months ago, where she's at now has been a major change. And where she's going to be, you know, a year and a half from now, um, I, I think she's I think she's going to be an absolute stud and an impact player for Kent State. Well, anybody who's listening, if you have a player that you would like to submit, you can email Donnie Dreher at D-O-N-N-Y-D-R-E-H-E-R 16 at gmail.com. And Donnie, I know you're also involved with the USA High Performance Program. Can you tell us just a little bit about that and what that means for a Michigan kid to try and get on the radar? Yeah, and I'm going to, we'll ask Brian to kind of give his uh, viewpoint. So uh, for a lot of people, you know, their dreams are softball plays in the state of Michigan. The dream is to play for Team USA, have USA, you know, across your, your chest. But for many years, there just wasn't an avenue uh, for kids in the Midwest to get on the radar, um, you know, at best they would go to a tryout where they would maybe get 10 swings and 10 ground balls. And that was your evaluation to see if you could come back and, and make the junior national and the national team. So there really wasn't anything in place. And Brian, what, what, what was Amanda's, um, yeah. yeah, what was her situation? Was I mean, like, how did she get on the radar? It was so difficult because it's all invitation only, and they have uh, the USA team has a selection committee, um, and uh, really they're they're looking at who's all Americans across the country for Division One, who are on the Power Fives. That's how they got their list of players together. It was literally just checking out 
who are the two-time and three-time All-Americans. These are obviously players that must be somebody we should look at, and then they would get an invitation to to the tryout. And depending on the year, there could be as many as like 30 or so girls would come from across the country that got invitations. You know, it was kind of like a Willy Wonka getting that golden ticket, you know. <laughs> and I remember when we got that golden ticket, we were pretty darn excited. And uh, and then obviously when she made the team, it was just like dream come true. So, yeah. Uh, so, so Jenna, it, it, in previous times, I mean, USA Softball, who's the governing body for the Olympic team, they would have maybe six to seven representatives that would just go out to tournaments across the country and try to identify kids, and they realized that system wasn't very good. And so I was contacted about a year ago and asked to be the Midwest rep. So what, what's happening now is we have 10 different regions, and... Um, there's there's a representative for each region, but it and we're starting as early as 13U, so 13 year olds can begin to get on the radar. So what'll happen? I'll speak on, on on Midwest. We have what's called identifiers, and any kid that dreams of putting on Team USA shirt jersey can do that and come to the identifiers. So in the Midwest, including Michigan, we do some identifiers. From the identifiers, you can get a, a uh, invite to a regional tryout. And the regional tryouts in this area right now are going to be in October. So we'll, we'll probably do another in, another um, identifier in August and then the regional tryout. So if you imagine um, in, in the Midwest, we've got uh, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, and Kentucky. We will pick a regional team at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18 U. And then those regional teams will compete against other regional teams for further evaluation to see if you can get an invite to potentially make a national team. Um, it's important to know that uh, the emphasis when, when we got together was that we would not conflict with high school softball, we would not conflict with travel softball. So we wanted to make sure that, uh, now of course when you get to a certain level, Amanda Chittister level, there's going to be there's some conflict, and we see that now in, in college with kids like Rachel Garcia that's at UCLA. Um, but we're, we're doing these, like, the, the when you're competing against other regional teams, that's usually going to be, like, between December and February, uh, where usually high school's not going, and travel ball's down at that time, too. So it's... Um, it's it's a great program. It's it's you know we're still trying to get it up and running. It it takes a lot to get it going. What it's going to look like two years from now is going to be completely different than where it's at now. We're just trying to make people aware of it. And uh, this was one way as you know as I start to wind down my softball career, um, it's my way of giving back to the game. And I I want to create an environment where kids not only in Michigan but the Midwest are on the same playing field as getting noticed as the rest of the, the hotbeds across the country. And this high performance program levels the playing field for people to get identified. I, I think it's a great program in that Donnie's right. Like my daughter, the only player ever from the state of Michigan to even be in, you know, to, to be involved in the Olympic team. Uh, there's been other players in the past, uh, Jenny Ritter and stuff, have actually gone to play with USA for a summer or two, but to actually go to the Olympics. Um, and if you look at the roster now, 
there's only four players that are not from the state of California on Team USA. So they definitely need to balance that out. I remember talking to Hutch probably, you know, when Amanda was first going to Michigan and told her that was like, this was one of Amanda's dreams is to go play with USA. You know, does she have any pull or is there any way to do, to do that? And she said, you know, the truth is there's enough talent in this country that they could make a, a Team USA out of, you know, the East Coast players and a Team USA out of the Midwest and then out of the West. But unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. So it was, it was very political and tough to get on uh, back in the day. But I think that this is going to really help uh, broaden that search and uh, and give kids a lot more opportunity that are not just from the state of California. Yeah, and I was really encouraged by some of the people that are involved out west mm -hmm. that uh, they're, they're a proponent of this program too. They think that there is a ton of talent uh, across the country and we need to, you know, that's what the HPP program is to make sure that, you know, no stones left unturned. We're going to find kids and if kids want to and they have a dream, uh, like Amanda had a dream, they're going to have a chance, uh, like everybody else, to wear Team USA across their chest. That's definitely going to open some doors here in the Midwest. So you're saying that the first identifier could potentially be in October. Where would you find the sign-up information online? Yeah, the uh, actually, there was an identifier. We did an identifier back in February. And we were going to do another one in April. Of course, the pandemic hit. And we had a spike up in Michigan. So the next identifier is going to be in August. And then from there, we'll have the regional, it looks like the regional tryouts are going to be in October. That's when, we, that's when right now we're expected to, um, uh, to pick the teams across the region. And not only are we looking for players, we're also looking for um, volunteers like myself, uh, people that have a great softball background that want to evaluate talent when we have these identifiers. And um, we're also looking for coaches. We're gonna need coaches to coach these teams. And so if they're a, a coach that's interested in coaching a team, they can go to either the Metro Detroit USA, they can go to my email, which uh, we, we mentioned earlier on the show, or they can go to the USA website. So it, just USA website, then you'll go to USA HPP for the high performance program. And it gives all the details of everything a kid needs to do if they want to register and try out. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Wonderful information today on this episode. Um, again, if you guys want to contact Donnie, just email him at D-O-N-N-Y-D-R-E-H-E-R-16 at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, Jenna. Thanks.